Years ago, God told me that my perspective was more important than I realized and that it would lead to more life. I didn't quite understand what he meant back then, but through the years, understanding has unfolded. You see, what we continually see with our physical and spiritual eyes will determine what we will believe for. In Ephesians 1.18, Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know the hope. You can't even hope for things if you don't see it with your spiritual eyes. In this episode, I asked Pastor Roger Kelly to speak on how we can develop our inner man so that we can believe and hope for more. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawit, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. Today on the podcast, we have a favorite guest of mine back. This is his second time back, and he's very... He's an important person to me, Pastor Roger Kelly. He is, we had a great conversation with the last uh, two episodes, and uh, we just felt we needed to continue it. So welcome, Pastor Kelly. It's good to have you back. Thanks, John. I'm glad to be back, man. God is faithful. That's all I can say. He is, and and you're going through a breakthrough So uh, in your businesses, so I, I think that is perfect timing about what what we're going to talk about. Last time we talked, we talked about the law of abundance. Right. And it's really, really important now more than ever. Uh, uh, Carlos and I went on a business trip to Asia. And one of the things that God was showing us was that we were believing for way too little. We we felt so small. I mean, we, we were exposed to 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 cultures and business that we didn't know existed. And God was clearly talking to us, look at, you know, if you believe, I own all this already. I I want to bless you, but right. you have to join with me in your faith and believe for these things or you won't ever step into it. So Right. 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 I would so what uh I'd like to open the floor to the beginning to the law of abundance and you know if you could explain to our listeners, what is the law of abundance and any kind of insight you want to give to start us off? Well, I'm going to throw a wrench at you because I think that I just recorded a new video called The Law of Opportunity. And that might be a better way to actually explain the law of abundance. Let me let me say this. Um, and I opened the article this way. As a person in the middle of the ocean is surrounded by water, we too are surrounded by infinite possibilities. Our lives are just, they're just, it's all around us. Possibilities don't become opportunities until we recognize them as such. 
you cannot pursue what you don't see. So you have to see with your mind before you see with your eyes. But all around us, there's just um, um, opportunities, man, below, galore. It, it, it just is. And so few people, one of, the, one of the points I bring out in the article is how we are wired determines what we connect to. So if I'm down on life and I'm thinking life is horrible and, you know, the world and all of these things, then what's going to happen is the only thing I'm going to see are those things that dominate my thinking. If I'm vision, goal, purpose-oriented, then what's going to happen is I'm going to look at the, out of, at the same life I've been seeing before, but all of a sudden, I'm going to begin to recognize the opportunities that surround. Um, real insight came in Genesis. I don't know how long the ram was in the bush, but things changed when Abram saw it. Follow me? I had to follow you. I'm uh, you know, this is not video, but I'm like raising my hands because I got is speaking. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's it's really working on our inner life so that we're in tune with what's going on around us and we're seeing the right things. You know, you go on a business trip or you're on a road trip with the family. When you get hungry, what do you start seeing? Restaurants. Yeah. I mean, you know. Once you're nice and full and you get back on the road, you know, you're not hungry, but you may need some gas. What do you see? Gas Yes. Yeah. I mean, so whatever the dominant um, theme is within us, that's what we really associate with. But we live in a world of infinite pop. Everything, anything's possible. We must convert possibilities to opportunities and not to setbacks through our fears and all of those things. That's what needs to happen. So the law of abundance deals with the fact that there is a supply in excess of everything that's needed. There is no shortage. You know, um, my gosh, uh, God is so speaking. And I, and I want to speak to the listeners. It's your perception is so much more important than you're realizing, more than we realize, guys, because the results, we can't even use our faith if we don't have some kind of hope, right? Um, right. There has to be hope to even play the game of faith. Your faith right. can't be used. You won't, you won't like be heading any certain direction if there's no hope. There has to be something that you see internally and let me give you um, a, a, just a, a, a simple example. And it happened to me on this Asian trip that um, we just took. I just got back from. Right. This, this was the first time that I took first class. It's not that I couldn't afford first class before. Right. I just kind of wore it like a badge of honor. Like, no, I don't need first class. I could take right. coach. Why spend money, you know? And so I kind of like had this, let's call it, you know, I'll call it what I, what I call it in myself. Like I had this poverty mindset. Um, uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to be vulnerable and tell you like uh, what, what God talked to me about, 
Yeah. And and I I thought it was like honorable to not take first class. Right. But my business partner talked me into taking first class for the first time. And oh my gosh, like God spoke to me. It was another level, another I mean, we were had better service. We were over the 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 limit in what our bags weighed. We had more than the uh, the carry-ons that we were allowed, and we were allowed all of it. First class, they said, "Oh, you have more than one bag. Go ahead. Oh, your 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 baggage is over the weight. That's okay." Uh, always constantly asking us, "Do you want anything to eat? Do you want anything to drink?" And so all the while, I was going, "Oh my gosh." I was keeping myself from seeing things because of my own mindset. And so right. the possibilities opened after I had this experience. This this whole trip was kind of like just, God told me before I, I, I went on this trip, he said, you are not believing for enough. And so I need to expand your faith and your vision because I'm trying to take you to a place that I want to bless you, but you're holding yourself back. Right, right. Well, not only that, because first class is pretty much how I travel, unless it's a short trip. Short trip, I won't do it. Not, I mean, I'm 6'3", you know. But um, what's also interesting is who you meet and connect to in first class. I met some interesting people. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was another thing on this trip. Um, I'll be doing an episode on, on uh, Carlos and I will be reviewing some of the trip. We won't, we're not able to tell everything, but there's some things we do want to share. Because we were exposed to people in business that were just a totally higher level in, of influence than, than we've been exposed to. Right. And when you don't, when you don't see that, it, it, there's no possibility you can't ever, you can't ever believe that for yourself. And so I, I really believe God put us through this to say, "Look at this exists. You're no different than they are. Um, right. It's it's attainable if right. you put, apply faith, prayer, and work." Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. And. You know, I, I always say, John, the work needs to be on the inner light because um, money, influence, those things, that's just stuff. The, the point is, God's looking for people he can trust who realize that it's just as easy for God to provide a million dollars as it is a dollar or a penny. No more effort on his part. When we put ourselves in position, which you alluded to earlier, so that we can be used, and then we also have a a, a purpose for that. I, you know, what matters to me as I get older is what kind of impact can my life have on this world? Even as an author and the things that I'm doing, for me, it's not popularity, it's not because I realized that the appetites of people has shifted over the years. So if you provide something crazy so that people gravitate toward that, it takes a different person to provide quality 
and provide what's right. It, it's different. And you put yourself in a position for God to really bless and for you to really, you know, touch people. But that's how I want to spend my life. That's what matters to me. It's not about a car or a house or a boat. You know, it's it's really impact for me. And so, um, yeah, but in, in, in abundance, it's, I think it's the realization that um, Deuteronomy 8.18 says it is the Lord thy God that gives thee power to produce, to produce or to get wealth, okay? And true, God's just looking for conduits, man. And he can turn things around and, you know, um, in, in no time. But I would say to our listeners that without a doubt, I don't care who they are, what race they are, where they are, what circumstances they're in, they are surrounded with infinite possibilities. And in those possibilities are opportunities. So you didn't always have this view and this this vision for opportunity and abundance. What did you do? How did you grow that? Well, John, I really worked on my inner life. I think that is a major key. Uh, we have to have the capacity to fulfill what we are supposed to fulfill. And I, I piggyback on what you said about the first class ticking and the things that um, um, God really wants for us to do. So it was really a process. Um, I can remember there's a growth in wisdom in my life. And one of the things that happened for me is that I realized that when your idea of wealth and abundance is tethered to time, you, there's a serious limit put on. Um, I realized that, you know, um, wealth can come rather quickly, but it comes by strategy. It comes by wisdom. It comes by, by, by what we do. So uh, I, I still work hard. I've always been a hardworking man. But I started realizing that I needed to work smart. And in, in so doing that, you know, opportunities begin to open. The other thing I think that's not talked about enough is integrity. Uh, I'm at a place now where um, people are calling me. I'm working with some millionaires, and um, one millionaire called me, you know, just a couple of days ago. When he gets back from Europe, we're having lunch because he's heard about the work that I do from his friend. And I, I'm I'm taking calls, man. And but you know what? I've done the right thing for people for my whole life. I still can remember when I sat with the guy that owned the air condition company. And I remember he had one garage where they lived and it was a one car garage. And his wife was yelling at him all the time because it was full of equipment. You couldn't get anything in it. And he'd go out and do his work and everything. But I treated this guy like gold as a client. I told him his life insurance, disability, things that he needed, took time with him. And guess what? Six years later, I pulled into a property that he owned with a dozen new trucks and workers and staff and all of that. 
And um, and when we met for business, we met at his office. But and he said to me, Raj, when I had nothing, man, you were there. So I've gone years and years in principally living so that that now people are pursuing me. It, it's very interesting. That is like, you know, it's a totally different mentality than what we see a lot in in business, right? Um, everyone's up for the quick, the quick return, uh, right. quick turnaround. Um, and good things take time. I yeah. mean, sometimes God blesses us, you know, with these great things that just these breakthroughs but really um you know the integrity part and and the commitment part the consistency part um you know all that takes time that gives you a foundation uh john i will tell you business and wealth is not about how smart you are how savvy you are how much you know it's about trust and relationships if people trust you then you could have a relationship with them, then, you know, it's it's possible to get phenomenal things done. Right. So what did you do? You said you did internal work. What did you mean by that? I, I mean, I worked on my own life. I had, I spent some, a lot of time contemplating. Um, I did some journaling. Um. What I discovered was I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and I'm not a concept in my own head. I'm a being created in the image of God. What's been planted in me is beyond understanding. Yes. When we talk about purpose, you say, do you know your purpose? Do you know? Well, yes and no, because purpose unfolds over time and throughout life and things unfold. So I began to discover um, who I was in an unfolding way and what I brought to the table. The result of that was, let me be practical with it, is um, I can remember I would be at the table with certain people and I just personally would feel intimidated because of, of who they were and the positions they were in. Well, that shifted to a point where, where God really spoke to me and assured me that my life was a blessing and that whoever I was on the phone with were going to be blessed. Whoever I had coffee with would be blessed. Whoever I, I met with would be blessed. Whether they purchased anything or not, that, that my life would project certain um, values that would just phenomenally bless people. Then I began to realize that as I would sit at tables with people of influence, that they were blessed to have me there. When I understood that, then people start responding to me differently. I mean, I was working on a project and an attorney who's a client was given a document from his partner that was created by another attorney and he had had an attorney to look at it. So four attorneys, he brought the document to me and wanted to know what I thought. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I pointed out certain things. What he trusted was the wisdom that had accumulated in my life. 
that was the flip side of blessing. And so, so I, I just chuckled to myself that we got four attorneys, but nobody wants to make a decision until I look at this document. That was, <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's God. And I say that with, with great humility because I realized that all I've done is just said yes to God really over the years. Yes, in pastoral ministry, faithful, faithful, faithful was my whole thing the whole time. As I go to minister in churches and train leaders and speak to men and couples and those things, faithfulness has been the thing. So, John, it's just been awesome, but I realized that it was my being that opened the door for the doing and not vice versa. Most people perform to be, right? Right. But when you understand who you are, you can flow into what you need to do. And, you know, you can move forward. What you're saying is so deep. I, I was actually looking for a quote here uh, that I read recently from one of my favorite preachers. And he said, um, thinking bad about yourself is like pooping in your own pants. When you don't like yourself, others smell your crap and are repelled by it. You teach others how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. And um, I, there's so much to what you said there. And it, it, it's weird because I've been going through a process, always constantly going through a process, but it's hard to articulate the things that I, God, I see God doing in me. But one of the things he's saying is you say yes to me when you agree with what I say about you. And I, in my own observation, I think that is one of the weaknesses in the church. I think I know a lot of Christians who are very self-deprecative. Uh, they're always putting themselves down. Um, it, it's almost like guilt and shame is just, again, like like I thought about you know, po uh, certain parts of poverty, a badge of honor, right? Um, sh uh, uh, shame and guilt. Like a lot of people are acting like it's an honorable thing. But the thing is, it's, it's if we don't agree with God that we were worth dying for, that right. we were fearfully and wonderfully made and that we were created to be a blessing. Right. That, that, Part of us doesn't get activated in our life. Like people don't get to to smell the essence of that. Um, we we need to agree, and it's just like when you started to agree, you were able to sit in the table with all these influencers, and they were able to see it. It gets activated by our agreement and by our actions. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I also I'm an avid reader avid student, always been a proponent of growth, always working on growing. That's been one of my things forever. Um, I was meeting with some guys that I know, have known over the years, who are around my age, around mid-60s, and I, you know, I said to them, guys, you know, we've lived, we've done so many things. What can we do now to really... Um, further impact our world. And they looked at me like, are you nuts? We, we're not doing anything. We're, 
we're retired. We're, you know, they didn't say that, but they looked that way and then they like, what do you mean? But I've got this fire that's always been in my life, man, that nothing can put it out about making a difference, which is why I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm working, I'm studying um, every opportunity that I can, because I really believe that this is the hour that those who are citizens of God's kingdom as their primary citizenship, not when they die, but now it's their time. Yes. Step up and make things happen. It's time to bring heaven to earth. That's the dream of Jesus. Yes. I, I had a friend tell me that last night. He said, yeah. the dream that Jesus has is to bring heaven to earth. He was praying that. He said, God, yeah. Father, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. That's his dream. Yeah. yeah. And so we live in this thing called time. And so we act like eternity is out there outside of time, but time comes out of eternity and was given to man for stewardship. But eternity uh, is encapsulates everything right now. You and I are eternal beings. We have a body that has an expiration date, but we are a soul. That's why Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but then lose his own soul, the, the, the eternal aspect of himself. God's not 50 billion miles away, man. Amen. He's here. Eat up. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.